I got a call a couple weeks ago almost from Pastor, and he's like, hey, we're going to be gone. Um, we've never done that. You know, would you, uh, would you be open to speaking that Sunday? And, <laughs> and I hesitated on the phone. I'm like, uh, I, I am willing to do whatever uh, needs to be done <laughs> as a canned response, <laughs> if you call it that. Um, and I should have responded a little bit with more joy and excitedness. Um, but that came later, you know. I was kind of unsure, and I'm thinking, are you really hearing from God? Why, why would you ask me? I mean, I, I have no experience doing this. <laughs> but you know what? It doesn't matter, because <clears throat> it's God's ability. It's not my ability. So, um, you know, I didn't know what to speak about, so I asked the Lord, and, and uh, he, he's, he, he's impressed upon me, you know, what, what, what gets you in faith, and what are you in faith about? And I'm in faith about the blood of Jesus. I responded, you know, I'm like, well, that's, that's what I have to talk about because it's all about the blood. And that's what I, I uh, titled the message, Because of the Blood. Um, so I, before I begin, I want to just thank Pastor, or just, you know, put that out there. And, you know, we're so thankful to have him. And, uh, you know, we follow him as he's following Christ. And, you know, I really look up to him and, uh, my, my hope this morning is that I'll be able to reflect the vision, uh, direction that he has of the church, and uh, we're following the same vision. So um, before we go ahead, let's go ahead and pray. So, uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. Thank you so much for this time we have here today to worship you, to hear from you, and to grow in the knowledge of you. <clears throat> And Lord, this morning I pray that our hearts will be flooded with light and that we will understand the greatness of your power that's available to us as believers, that same awesome power that raised Christ from the dead. And I thank you that as I speak today, it's not just me speaking, but you are speaking through your Holy Spirit, through me to teach, and every, uh, to, teach to each and every person here and whoever may be listening elsewhere. Yeah, we just glorify the name of Jesus this morning. Thank you so much for the blood, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so the cross, the event that happened, the death, the burial, the resurrection, ultimate resurrection of Christ, it's because of the blood that was shed and all the benefits we receive as believers and that we have faith in that blood. It happened once and for all. It forever changed the game. Everything that was wrong or could go wrong in the future in the world, was forever conquered in that one event, once and for all. So what does it mean for us? Uh, I put down first point here. We have forgiveness because of the blood. Uh, Ephesians 1.7, if you want to follow along, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. And I, I wrote, you know, nothing that we have ever done is too much for the blood. No sin was too great. And I want to just think about something else here. No sin that someone else has done is too great. And that gets on forgiveness, you know. Sometimes we can't, it's hard to forgive, but their sin was also paid as well. And I have to remember that myself uh, quite a bit. Um, 
you know, God requires blood for cleansing. In the Old Testament, before Christ came, animal sacrifices were made to obtain right standing with God. But, as we know, Christ came to the earth to, to be the ultimate sacrifice. Um, I'm going to read in Hebrews 9, 11 through 15. It says, But Christ came as a high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant that those who are called or may receive the promise of, of the internal, eternal inheritance. So, you know, not only, I really want to make this clear, you know, not only we're, that we're totally forgiven, our sins are totally forgiven, but also our conscience will be cleansed. So our past doesn't have to haunt us. You know, what we did, our failures, old life, they're from the past, and they are past, past tense. <laughs> it's over. We've been made a new creation in Christ. We have been justified. And I like to, I heard this years ago, it's some, uh, I think it was, I'm not sure who the pastor was, but he said, we're justified. It's just as if I'd never done it. You know, and it's not just, for, our sin isn't just forgiven. It's not just covered by the blood of Jesus, but it's completely removed with absolutely no trace left behind. Um, I, was, I was praying last night and about that point, you know, how there's, there's absolutely no trace of our old sin. And because I don't want to, you don't want to get on uh, sin consciousness. You want to have righteousness consciousness. And this, you know, I was looking for an example and, and the Lord brought back to my mind <clears throat> You know, I've, I've heard this, um, this said in a sermon somewhere, I think it was Mark Hankins, but he, he, he talked about the atomic bomb back when it was being developed, you know, the Manhattan Project back in the 40s, and they were doing testing um, out in the desert out west. And he likened that the power out of the bomb to the same power that, right, you know, the, the amazing, intense awe-inspiring power that Christ raised, uh, that God raised Christ from the dead, that power. And uh, listening to that sermon a few months ago, it got me interested, you know, I'm like, man, you know, the history of the atomic bomb is, I mean, that is a lot of power. It's, it's insane power. And so uh, I was talking to my wife and she saw me looking up videos on it, you know, historical footage of the first testing and uh, it's, it's so interesting if you have a chance to look it up. But, um, you know, the, the picture I got, the, the, what came back to my memory last night was, so they have this tower. It was a 100-foot tower when they tested the first atom bomb. They had the bomb on, a, on top of the tower, steel 100-foot tower, and detonated the bomb. 
that tower evaporated. The steel, it didn't just melt down. It didn't just blow apart. It absolutely evaporated. Not a trace was there. (laughs) I just got that revelation last night that that's just like what happened to our sin, our past, our failures, all that junk. Completely evaporated. Gone. No trace. Not even a smell. (laughs) All there was is desert sand left. And I think some of the desert sand was glass because it had heated it so quick. And just... I mean, just awesome. So I just had to throw that in there. <laughs> that, that got me excited. Um, so yeah, our conscience is cleansed. Uh, therefore, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So because of the blood of Jesus, we're totally new. New creation, everything's gone that was our old self. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, actually it's 21 now. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So, because our sin is gone, God sees, when he looks at us, he sees the blood. He, He sees that we're covered, and he sees us as righteous. So we can come right to him. And uh, I put down, you know, because of the, well, we have righteousness consciousness. Um, I say, so the Lord is saying that we're not only forgiven, but because of the blood, he doesn't even see our sins anymore. He doesn't even remember them. He only sees the blood. He sees us as righteous, and he's watching over his word to perform it. And he's concerned with how we're going to act in faith. So when we act in faith with an attitude of expectancy and thankfulness, he is well able to perform his word. So good. So because of the blood, I can enter into the holiest with boldness. Uh, let's, I'm going to read uh, Hebrews 10. <clears throat> Throwing a lot of scriptures. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. It says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more, as you see the day approaching. So, I mean, that, that just gives me such a peace that we can, come, we can come right up to God. We can enter into his presence with confidence, and it's all because of the blood of Jesus, because he sees us as righteous, because we're cleansed. Our sins are totally wiped out, vaporized. Um, and uh, I like to say that, you know, when I begin praying, I like to come into his presence with thankfulness, with a thankful heart, um, thanking him for everything. And just like, a, just like a child should come to his father, you know. <laughs> and I think of Asher, our, our, our youngest son. He's so funny because he's picked up this thing where he's like, he'll just come up, up to you and say, Daddy, I love you. Or Mommy, I love you. And maybe not for any reason, just saying that, you know, just sweet but then 
you know, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll come in and I'm see a huge mess on the kitchen or something or on the living room. You know, they had crafts out and whatnot. I'm like, who made this mess? You know, <laughs> who's going to clean up this mess? And before I even get done saying anything, Ash is just, Daddy, I love you. I love you. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I know. I know. You had something to do with that, didn't you? So anyway, a little tangent there. <clears throat> um, recently, I'd like to say that uh, we've, you know, pastor's been having some leadership meetings with us and those in leadership, and he's been talking about magnifying the blood of Jesus. So coming, to, coming into his presence right away with thankfulness and thanking him for the blood of Jesus and magnifying that um, to enter into his presence and spend, ta- spend time thanking him for the blood specifically and for all that we have because of the blood. Um, I mean, I've always come to him with thankfulness, but really focusing on the blood and what it's done is, it was really good, good for us. And uh, also declaring our faith in the blood because really it's all about the blood. <laughs> Next point I put down was we have supernatural protection. And, you know, we're, we're protected from the plans and the attacks of the enemy, the devil. I want to go back and read about the Passover uh, when the plagues were happening in Egypt. So uh, a little lengthy, but let's, let's read Exodus uh, it's 12. And it's, I skip here and there on, on Exodus 12. So <clears throat> anyway, I'll begin with uh, 12.3. It says, Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, <clears throat> according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may, get, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You may, you, now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Skipping down a little bit. He says, I will, For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night. I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Uh, Skipping a couple more, I think. uh, It says, Then Moses called for the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families, and kill the Passover lamb, and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, Dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. Aren't you glad we don't have to do that? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to the, the good point here. Anyhow, I, I think this is important, though. So we strike, they took the hyssop, and they, stroke, they strike the two doorposts and, the, and the, the top of the door, I believe. Um, so after that, He said, And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you. Uh, 
and you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. Now, I, you know, I've heard this, obviously we've heard, I mean, some of you, but I heard that story. I heard about the, you know, the plagues and all this as a little kid, all through Sunday school and everything, and I never really got the, the, the revelation, and I think it was probably not until uh, early, early, early in our marriage, so probably 10 years ago, if or somewhere in there, and I heard a message on it, and it really, it really changed the way, um, changed the way I, I lived, changed the way I prayed, changed the way that uh, I, I saw the authority that I had in Christ, because um, here we see that how the blood of a pure lamb was used as a protection from the angel of death, and they had a blood of a spotless lamb. But today, because of Jesus, we also have protection through Christ's blood. But it's not, you know, it's not just enough to know that we have it. You know, it was, we know that this protection is available, and we may even believe it. Um, but we have to apply the blood. So if you look, just like they did, they apply the, the blood on the doorpost. We have to apply the blood in every situation, in every area of our life, um, in every situation, every area, everything that concerns us. And, you know, they could have killed the lamb. They could have, you know, roasted the lamb, like it said, eaten, went to bed or whatever, but never applied the blood on the door. And they would have been destroyed, you know, because they weren't, they didn't follow through and apply the blood. And that's, that's right, you know, that's, that's where I got the revelation because we have to apply the blood. And how do we apply the blood? We don't take hyssop, you know, <laughs> that herb that they had back then. But it's our tongue. It's like the hyssop, our mouth, our speaking, what we speak. We have to apply the blood by speaking. So to kind of to figure this out, I, I, I have, we first we believe that we get the revelation on the blood and what it, did, what it did for us and what it's done. And out of that, we speak out in faith. We speak out, you know, I plead the blood of Jesus over my family. I plead the blood of Jesus over our health. I declare that we are healed by the blood, by the stripes of Jesus. We are healed. I apply, I apply the blood on, you know, my kids. <laughs> apply the blood on our vehicles. I apply the blood on our house. I apply blood on my work, on my job, whatever I do, everything that concerns us and that we have authority over. I apply the blood on, on the salvation for lost loved ones, <clears throat> you know. And I, you know, thinking about, about now having kids, and I, I want to see them saved and living for the Lord and grow up that way. So I apply the blood there. I, I, I apply the blood for their protection. You know, I don't want to see them get sick, hurt, or anything like that. And I guess I got time for a story. But, you know, the protection that we have when we plead the blood is absolutely supernatural. You know, we might not even know what's going on or what could have happened. Just maybe driving walking around, who knows? I mean, there are things that we've, we are completely sheltered from that we wouldn't have been otherwise. 
Uh, so I, I always think back when I was a kid, you know, when I was 16 to be exact, um, I'm sure my parents, <laughs> they must have been pleading the blood over me because, and I have a question, can, the plead of, can you plead the blood of Jesus for, you know, even over stupidity? <laughs> because, you know, I, I might have inherited this from my, both of my parents now were very fast drivers. And uh, they're, they're in heaven now. But I kind of inherited that same thing. And when I was 16, I bought a Camaro. And, you know, it wasn't the super fast one, but it was still fast. And my goodness, we even, I would push that thing to the limit all the time. It wasn't just once in a while. It was almost every day. And, I mean, I'm, maybe edit this, but <laughs> um, many times. So we would... I had two real good close friends uh, in church growing up, and we we lived in Michigan, uh, Grand Rapids, or we lived in Hastings, and they lived, or I mean, the church was in Grand Rapids. It's about a forty-minute drive to church every day, or every Sunday, twice on Sunday. And on a Sunday after church, morning church, we'd drive to my house to hang out, and then we'd drive back to church at six, you know, whatever time it was, six or seven. Well. There was highway, and then there was a bunch of two-lane country roads. Think of cornfields, Michigan flat, and straight country two-lane roads. And we would take these back roads, no police, and, I mean, race. Top, top it out. And I think my car did like 125. And it was foot to the floor, top gear, and it would just rev all the way up and just hold it as long as in, just hold it there. 120 miles an hour. And the, the, the fun part was when you come to an intersection, it's raised a little bit. And so you'd hit that intersection at 120 and you would actually get air and then land on the other side. How we didn't crash doing that stuff, but did it all the time. So I'm telling you, that was supernatural protection right there. Um, but other things, you know, I have another story I have. I'm sure you guys have stories. We can talk about it later, but I'll tell one more story. There was, um, it was my wife and I. Jody and I were, were traveling in the car, and I think we had Emma, but she was at Grandma's house. And uh, we were near Detroit, Grand Ledge, in somewhere there in Michigan on a highway. And the highway went from three lanes to two, and there was an on-ramp. And I was sleeping in the passenger seat, reclined, you know, had my seatbelt on, but I was nowhere near the seatbelt, <laughs> sleeping. Jody was driving, and a guy came on the highway and just basically made a, almost a left turn and, and cut everybody off and almost slammed right into us. And I woke up then, and as Jody was evading that crash, well, when that happened, I woke up and, what's going on? And, and I look ahead of us, and we went out into the median. And right there, the median started as a kind of a bowl, grassy area, and it stopped because there was a, a wall. And then right as we went off, it was, it was grassy and muddy, and it was a 45-degree bank, and then 45-degree back up to the other side of the highway. And we hit that at about 80 miles an hour. And we went off the ground, landed down into that, it was, it was like really wet, sloppy grass. And 
probably doing about 70 at that point, and we went completely sideways. And I'm thinking, at that point, you will flip. So, so easy. Plus around a 45 degree. And it was only by the, by the grace of God, by the protection, supernatural protection, that, you know, Jody was able to steer out of it, um, you know, steer into it and drift through that grass and keep our speed and then slowly come right back up to the road. And we kept on driving. We didn't even stop. Nobody else was involved in anything. So we just kept driving, except everybody was going about 10 miles an hour behind us because they thought we were going to be rolling over. And I, we were shaking white as ghost. <laughs> we stopped at the next exit. And it was just, it was totally God. There was no other explanation. We should have totally flipped, side, you know, barrel rolled over and over or gone and went into oncoming traffic on the highway, the other side of the highway. Only by... Only by God did we not even get hurt. The car wasn't even damaged. <laughs> the car took a jump, didn't even break anything. So that's enough of the stories. But that was, I mean, I just had to share because, I mean, that's supernatural. And I'm sure that you guys have had the same thing. And there's, there's plenty more close calls that I can tell. But uh, I know that we're covered by the blood of Jesus. We're protected. And he, he totally has our back. He's totally looking out for us. Let me get back to my notes here. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to end up with pretty close here. Mark 11:22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. And you will have them. Um, that's another scripture we've been standing on, you know, uh, coming up into different seasons in life, um, different, different things. We plead the blood of Jesus, you know, over our family. We pleaded blood over health, you know, everything that concerns us. Um, but the important thing is to, to have that revelation, know why you believe, and then speak it out in faith. Speak it right out before you even have it. Speak it out like you have it, you know. <laughs> Last week was at work, and a little quick testimony. It was, it was pretty bleak at work for the first three days as far as, because um, I'm paid um, by the job, so I have to turn hours to make money. I'm not just paid by how long I'm there. And for the first three days, I was way behind and Thursday, or actually Wednesday night, no, it was Thursday. Thursday was, was picking up, and, but still I wasn't going to even make, you know, base rate. And uh, Thursday night, I, I'm like, you know, this, is, this isn't right. I'm, you know, I, I believe I have 50 hours this week. I will get 50 hours, and, I'm, I'm, and at first I'm thinking that's not even possible at this point because I'm so far behind, and there was a couple jobs that weren't going good. <clears throat> and so I'm like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but it's going to happen because God was so faithful. He will, not, he will not let us down. So I just started speaking it, and I believed it. And uh, even though I didn't know how it was going to happen, I just believed it. 
and spoke it out loud. Thursday night, Friday came in, and it was crazy. Like, everything fell into place. And you know, there again, it's, it's totally God. And, I mean, I give him all the glory because without him and without the blood of Jesus, uh, I don't know where we'd be. So that's all about the blood. Um, I probably won't take time right now, but uh, Psalm 91 has been on my heart all week. Uh, maybe write that down and, and, and uh, read it, pray it out. But it's been such a, a comfort and a peace. Psalm 91 has been this week. And it's really been, I've been meditating on it every day in different translations, and it's been really good. So um, with that, let's pray. Oh, Lord, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what we have because of the blood. And you're such a good God. I love you and praise you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.